Welcome to MCSO Behind the Badge, an inside look at the Monroe County Sheriff's Office in Rochester, New York, under the leadership of Sheriff Todd Baxter. We're going to talk about what drives us, our leadership culture, our police work, and share some stories of the great deputies and civilian staff that work with us. We're going to talk with interesting guests, and we're going to invite you to engage in the conversation or just sit back, relax, and listen in. Now let's get in pursuit of today's show. Hey, welcome back, friends. This is Steeler Nation Live. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tis wrong show, right? It definitely is the wrong, wrong show, show. sir. <laughs> my name is uh, Todd Baxter. I'm a county sheriff in Monroe County, Rochester, New York. Uh, my co-host, Deputy Sanders Tisdale. How are you, sir? Oh, loving it, sir. I'm doing well, well. Holidays just passed. Fourth Had a great July. time with the family. And you know what? That's what it's all about. And, you know, coming back and doing what we do. You get some barbecue in? Oh, much. It was incredible. Oh, it was dude. incredible. The calories I put in. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> now, now it's payback. But uh, you run a, uh, a podcast yourself, Steeler Nation Live. And, yep. uh, that's that's a little joke at the beginning of it. I was trying to figure out what I was talking about. But uh, And uh, helping us out with this by uh, being a great co-host. It's always a pleasure having you here. Hey, no problem, sir. So when it goes back to the weekend, what'd you do? Oh, just a little time with the family, you know, spending it with the wife, the, the grandkids. Of course, you know, I have um, oh, multiple have, grandkids. Yeah, multiple. You know? Yeah, like I told you, trying to field the kickoff team together. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> But uh, everything's well. The parents are doing well. It was a, just a great time to be with family, especially with things that's going on now out there in society right. and just having that time where we can start to gather, you know, gather and stuff like that. So it's just an important time. People got to take that, that time to realize, take a step back and realize where we are. And what's so really much important. crazy things are going yeah. on. And, and be in control of your, your own sphere of influence. You can't let these people dictate the way you're going to live your life. That's for sure. And the craziness out there. Well, today's episode is uh, about the Monroe County Sheriff's Office and what we do to support the airport operations here in Rochester, at the, at the uh, International Port here, uh, Airport here in Rochester. And we brought uh, Sergeant Brian McCarthy from the airport division with us. Sarge, how are you doing? Good, sir. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and, and like most people that come on this uh, podcast, you're probably not enjoying the first two minutes of it, I'm sure. Uh, like, what the hell am I doing here? What am I going to say? <laughs> I'll get comfortable. Get comfortable. Yeah. We'll get comfortable. We'll get comfortable. We'll get you. We'll get going. Being a former soldier, you've done worse, right? Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. You've been in a difficult spot. So, so Brian, a little bit about yourself. Just tell the people who you are behind the badge is about who's, you know, helping us, but also who works with us and the great employees. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been with the sheriff's office since 2012. Uh, prior to that, I was with RPD for two years. Um, prior to that, uh, spent eight years in the Army Reserve. Thank you. Uh, right. Got deployed in that time. And then uh, was a college student, worked every kind of odd job I think you can come up with before that to support <laughs> myself. And uh, I'm lucky I ended up here. So Where'd right you go now, to school? Uh, SUNY Chancellor. Oh, okay. And then uh, 12 Bravo in the United States Army, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah combat yeah. engineer. They changed everything over to 21 now. Yeah, I know. The series changed yeah. and I can't figure it out. But <laughs> Maybe it's different now. I've been out for it a long time. So. again. But I uh, appreciate that. And uh, tour in Iraq? Yes. Yes, yep. sir. Well, thanks for your service. Thank you. That was not easy. And uh, especially coming from the reserve units and uh, getting activated and deployed away from your family, it's a little different than being active duty and doing that. But uh, both of them are services, that's for sure. Thank you. Absolutely. And then a couple of years, RPD, you mentioned, Rochester Police Department. Yes, sir. And then lateral over to the uh, Monroe County Sheriff's Office. Yeah, went uh, from nights, working nights in one <laughs> one department to working nights in another department for over a decade. So I'm glad wow. to uh, be helping out when the sun's out. Yeah. yeah. And now working. at the airport. Right, right. Yes, sir. Yeah. And people, people don't realize, like we said, we talked offline a little bit about the dedication it takes to... Uh, you know, you're, you're away from your family as well. You did it in the military. Now you're doing it at night. You, you know, you had you got a family as well. 
So it's kind of hard when you're out there, those nights when people are coming into the airport, doing what they do, going to where they're going, you're sitting there and you're, you're still, you're doing your work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every, you're watching the smiles on everybody else's faces and, you know, you got your family at home. People don't realize this, it is a sacrifice out there for what what we do or what, what you know, what we do here with the sheriff's department, you know, working the, the, off, the off hours or the odd hours. And um, I think a lot of gratitude needs to come forward with that to you guys, man. Well, just like the zones, I mean, at the airport, we're a 24-7 operation, too. So, same thing. It's going around. <laughs> same thing, it, same it, shifts. It's yeah. never closed. It actually nope. never closes. It's probably right. one of those buildings that's always open. Uh, although it's it's busier now, there. we'll get into some of that, that rush hour you guys get Ooh, in yeah. uh, a couple of them a day. But, uh, so, it, folks uh, have, uh, have flown anywhere in America. They've seen police officers at airports. But uh, they probably really don't know, besides traffic control uh, and, and, and keep people moving along. But what's the function out there? What's the, what's the mission? Of, why does the Monroe County Sheriff's Office have, have dedicated staff at the International Airport? Uh, so we operate almost like a zone in and of itself. Uh, we do have an office that's actually located inside the, the airport. Uh, we provide all of the law enforcement function um, for the st uh, enforcing state and local laws at uh, the airport. We also are a piece of the, um, the general security for the airport as right. well. So Physical we kind of serve a couple level. of different functions. Yeah, and I know, uh, again, going out there and, and we'll see you guys, you know, you're – your staff out there pushing traffic along. I always call it, you know, people right. pulling up. There's a TSA regulation on how long people can park or not park in they front do. of There are signs the everywhere, yeah. yes. Signs everywhere. People still do it, so it takes a cop sometimes to keep moving, people it moving does, along yeah. and, and the rush hour. But the, then, you know, overwatching the screening checkpoints is, is another function that I see you guys doing out there. Yes, sir. And, uh, and of course, responding to any call. And, you know, we're, we're talking off the air like Tiz was saying, but uh, it's funny how – once in a while, you have to call a law enforcement function into an airport for like a disorderly person or an intoxicated uh, passenger or things like that. And we've all seen videos on TV do, yeah. uh, of an airplane landing <laughs> with a drunk on it. And then uh, here well, comes a couple well, deputies. Yeah. Yep. They'll call us. It's just like a normal call for service for yeah, us. Um, except it's on a 737. Yep. We'll do escorts for them off the plane and, and um, out to where they need to be. And if they need to leave the airport, then they leave the airport right. under our direction. Or we'll so. call an Uber one or the other. But yeah. The, yeah, the funny part about that is, is your disorderly conduct in an airplane can end up as a federal charge, oh, too. Oh, yeah. So it does, oh, my yeah. God. It's, TSA also has, obviously, overlapping uh, regulations and jurisdiction with a lot of the things we do as well. But Yeah, so how do you work? The sheriff's office in conjunction, TSA ultimately owns security at the airport, right? We're, we're like a, a tool, if you will. We're the law enforcement part of it. But the, the yep. security checkpoints, the safety of the baggage, all that ultimately falls on the TSA. And so how do you interrelate with them? Um, so th if it... Uh, Overlaps with us um, if it's a violation of any local or state law. Um, somebody's bringing something in that they can't. Uh, we'll get called. Just like again, it's like a normal call for service for us as part of the airport security unit. Uh, so we assist them. I guess in a, I mean a lot of ways. Uh, they oversee the obviously they're they're the primary security uh, agency for the airport, right. and then we're there to assist them with any violations of law or. Even if it's just like a normal call for service, they have a disruptive person at the checkpoint or, right. or, or somewhere else in the airport or something to that effect. We'll also assist just in what we do on the road, too. Right. Yeah, and I, I know medical calls and, and, and working with the airport fire. Great crew out there, by the way. I love the airport fire they're, guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're, 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 they're incredible. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's a whole episode we need to do someday on those guys and how they respond to those fires and let alone the medical calls. And Yep, and we'll get dispatched in tandem, all medical oh, calls. Yeah. Uh, 
fire calls, anything like that that's going to require a fire response also get you a police response as well. So we actually see them a lot. We work with them a lot. And obviously, there's a number of agencies that work at the airport. Right. I like to think we all work really, really well together. And Yeah, it's one of the gems that we have. I, you know, it's funny. I was on the way to work today, and I took a call for service for uh, someone flying a drone. At the, I think it's the end of runway 220 back there on Paul Road, wherever, what runway the oh, wow. okay. back's up there. But someone was flying a drone, so I was the second car on scene with a, a fine deputy from uh, – the zone and uh, turned out to be they were contracted with uh, with the airport to do uh, security of uh, of or a survey of the trees and the tree lines and things like that, apparently getting ready to come right, down right. or something. Okay, uh, but it was interesting that you know just that that tandem that worked together. You know, the deputy knew how to call in operations real quick, and and because we had that relationship, we could call in and verify these people are legitimate within minutes. You know, we had that information at, at hand. Yeah, we work a lot with the county operations there too. Yeah, because they'll need us for something. We'll need them for something. Uh, so they call us and direct us. They're almost like a dispatch force within the airport. Right. So you're actually carrying two different radio frequencies. So you're listening to the county radio and the, yep. the operations yeah. radio. Yep. Yeah, I'm monitoring more more things than just the radio. Uh, for <laughs> you got a lot going on. Huh? Yeah. Absolutely. Now, now you're in a position of sergeant out there. Yes. Describe to us or the listeners out there a little bit about about your position and the uniqueness of it. As compared to other ones out there, you know, like you got you got the road, you got courts or whatever, whatever. But the uniqueness of it being out at the airport. Uh, a lot of the stuff is similar to being a first line supervisor out on the road. Um, I oversee calls for service, um, uh, make sure everything's inspected, working, um, make sure I'm tracking all the reports, arrests, everything like that, overseeing all that, um, approving all that. And then... Uh, there's just more that comes with it because we do work with a lot of different agencies. So I'm also maintaining relationships with people, I think, a lot more here outside the sheriff's office when I'm at the airport, um, whether I need to work with TSA or um, with the county uh, administrators or, or anything like that. It's, it's, I guess, more encompassing with people outside of the sheriff's office where you can be more a little more insulated, I think, it. If I was just a regular zone road first line supervisor, yeah, I got to talk to a lot of people and maintain a lot of relationships. Yeah, and the airport director out there, you know, this, you guys are hand in hand with the airport director, who really is ultimately has authority over the airport, right? That, yes, sir. Yeah, he yeah, runs so, the show. Yeah, it runs the show. <laughs> they run a great show out there too. It's it's an impressive operation when you get behind the scenes and you know just the baggage security and, and things like that. But one of the things that we see a lot, at least uh, I, I know because we help fund them, but the the canine program out there. Talk a little bit about the canine program at the airport. Yes, sir. So we have our own canine unit uh it's tsa dogs but with uh deputies as the handlers uh they go through an extensive school uh the tsa school uh, to get certified with both them and their dogs and then they are assigned to the airport their own canine unit that's specific to us at the airport yeah very unique that they're paid for by the tsa actually tsa property the dogs are believe it yes. or not people don't realize that and then our handlers are trained to work with that dog but if the dog gets recalled you know it goes back to Lakeland Air Force Base or someplace, and, and we're, we're wow. with okay uh, But what a great resource. Trained in bomb detection and things like that uh, to keep the airport safe and secure. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, they're great dogs. Yeah. Yeah, and I also talked with you well as well about what the canine unit as well, and we talked about the fact of uh, I've worked out there many years, and like you said, you have that collaboration with different entities out there. And uh, I can't remember the name of the outfit that I worked for when I was there. This was like late 90s or something like that. But You were doing screening out there? I was doing screening yeah. out there, yeah. It's funny. It was... When I got out of the Army, my first job was screening at the airport. Oh, come on. I did. Oh, yeah. my God. Way before TSA. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it, I didn't know that. It was it was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about it is, but we talked we touched base offline, and you said a lot of it's uh, uh, the things that's going on now out there is the, the turnover of different machines that they're using, different machinery, the screening, yeah, yeah. the screening process, and yeah, I think they're constantly trying to make things better. I mean, just like we are, like any agency is, right. and just make things better, whether it's um, just more efficient, uh, better at detecting whatever the newest thing that they have to find is. is. Threat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, in, in the stuff they confiscate, you know, there's always a tweet or something coming out once in a while of, <laughs> of the number of guns they, they recover at the oh, checkpoint, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. the, yep. And obviously 99% of those are unintentional complacency. But, right. but, but who still brings a gun to a checkpoint at a TSA? Yeah, the TSA does have a website with all the do's and don'ts on it. Right. It'll tell you exactly how <laughs> highly you can find it. Sarge highly recommends it. Yeah. The more you look at the website, the less you can bring, what you can't do. bring through the checkpoint. And uh, it'll get you through. It'll be a pretty smooth process. Yeah, I forget a bottle of water every time I go through it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need more water to there. <laughs> but one of the other things that we talked about as well is the fact of, you know, not just you being, you know, so much close to, to what the road guys do out there as well. It's like, to me, Yours is more of a, it's a different kind of animal because you're like, you're like the road, but you're confined to this, this spot right here. And that spot right there gets in, inundated and bombarded oh, during the holidays. And I mean, not just the holidays, but any incoming flight that comes in, you know, c- continuous traffic. And you, and it's up to you guys to have that responsibility to making sure this thing is clear so that passengers can get through, uh, vehicles can get through. But I know at times that can be a nightmare in itself. Well, especially during the holidays. Yeah, and they do have to contend with weather and and everything like that. They don't get a break just because it's like minus twenty out there. <laughs> right, and they're still out there. Ninety five degrees out there in the summer. They're still out there doing their thing, but and making sure everybody can come and go safely, and that they're still obeying the rules. What is rush hour out there? I know you guys got to your uh, early mornings and morning is yeah mornings probably sometimes they start to kick off. Yeah, and then there's a couple more. There's another one in the afternoon, another right. one in the evening, depending so, on how they line their flights up. Right. Um, and then there's rushes coming in, so you'll have a, a times during the day when there's a lot of incoming flights, mm-hmm. and then that's a lot of people trying to get out of the airport too. So you kind of contend with the push traffic and pull control that. going the other way. Yeah. 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 What's the busiest time? Like five in the morning, six in the morning. What do you think is? It's not a trivia question, but yeah, probably like four to six. Yeah. I mean, you get people that really enjoy those early flights. Yeah. That, that's, well, respect it, but. that's my wife, by the way. She's, yeah. she's <laughs> every place. Oh, my God. You get out. You get to where you're going. We get, and you yeah, and then you got to take a nap. I mean, you get there. I gotta, <laughs> like being back in the Army, right, Sergeant? I'm like, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah. Trying to relax. Like, not so much of, as much of a morning person if I don't have to be. But. Uh, I hope my wife's not listening. <laughs> probably too late now. Mateo, hit the mute button, will you? <laughs> that's awesome. That's but like, awesome. But like we said, you being in that position and – and, you know, I, I forgot how long you said you were on for so far with, with the sheriff's department. With the sheriff's for uh, 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. And uh, the fact that, like, we, we talked about it with the family life, you know, and you, you, you've got beautiful wife, uh, Natalie, and her son, Chase. You know, if you listen to Chase, how are you going? And it was at nine years old, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, how do they like, like what you're doing out there at the airport? Or every time they see a, a plane flies and say, my daddy help that guy get up in the sky. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, we like the schedule. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, they've always supported me. Uh, my wife's always supported me. She's been amazing through this entire thing. So I can't say no good things about her. Um, 
my son thinks all this stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. So no matter where I was, <laughs> where I am, right. what I'm doing, he would yeah. think it was pretty cool. So he's right at that age where um, it's just everything is 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 fun and cool. Dad's cool right yeah. now. It's a good age. <laughs> oh yeah, it is a fun age. When they, when they think you, when they think you're the baddest thing out there, man, yeah. <laughs> that is something, man. Yeah. <laughs> so what'd you study at, at Geneseo that prepared you to be an airport sergeant? Uh, well, <laughs> I got a degree in history, uh, I so I guess that helps me write reports, right? Um, paying attention to detail, right. that kind of stuff, it does help out. Um, so what were you? Uh, were you going to be a school teacher, or what was your yeah, thought there? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I thought about it. Uh, going back for maybe a master's in yeah. education because soon Geneseo is like, is the school to go to. Mm. Uh, just plug my alma mater here. Uh, if you want a degree That's in education. SUNY.Geneseo.org. <laughs> uh, and then, but then I just tracked into this and I loved it and yeah. I never looked back. So I took some tests, um, got hired, got my foot in the door and right. haven't looked back. So That's great. And you can always fall back out as a second career now, you know, go out and teach. And, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I'm still, I'm going to be young enough, I hope. <laughs> when I get out. Yeah, it's something to build off of, brother. What the uh, yeah, Geneseo is a unique place too, by the way. I didn't go to school there. I didn't go to, I went right in the army out of out of high school, but uh I go down there and I just look at the whole it's like day and night when there's when school's in session, it's a whole different environment than when small town, small school, but it's big when there's yeah. when everyone's there during yeah. the school year. So Yeah, what's the name of that one bar right on Main Street by the uh everybody writes on the walls? It's been so long. Uh, good answer. Good answer. It was a, that was a leading question, Sarge. I was just like last Friday. <laughs> it's been seven days. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What advice do you have for travelers coming to the airport? You know, uh, and, and I know you said a lot of it was on the TSA website, which is which is correct. But I mean, as from yourself, you know, you're looking out and the things that you guys deal with. And what, what do you think of some of the top things that they should be out there to make their travel easier? Yeah, just uh, be prepared. Uh, be prepared to wait if you have to, especially when it's winter time and flights are getting canceled or it's oh boy. a busy holiday weekend. And right. it's just a, a domino effect that we're not immune to. So it could be sunny and 75 here, but it's really bad somewhere else in the country. And your afternoon flight is going to get delayed or canceled. And I mean, it's just one of those things you got to roll with the punches nowadays with travel and, and just be prepared to wait if you have to. But for the most part, uh, they're pretty good at our airport. They're pretty efficient. They're they're good at getting people out and get them in and uh, get them out on time. Yeah, it's one of their measurables, right? Like a matrix that they got a you know arrival times, departure times. I know uh, my wife trained as a uh, with one of the airlines, and if you knew my wife, this is very exciting for me to say she was actually out there with those red uh, flashlights, oh, directing on. planes in. She was <laughs> underneath dumping. Uh, if you will, our suitcases on the bottom of the airplane and button up the hatches at the end. I'm like, this is Mary. I can't believe it. But it was wow. pretty cool. But it was so it was interesting how much their their timing is so important to them. You know, getting that airplane those doors closed, right? Right. Isn't is a measurable, right? Getting the flight departed on time. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Everybody's there working hard. Yeah. They are working hard to get everybody out. Yeah. I promise you that. Yeah. Everybody there is working hard, but it doesn't always work out. It's the yeah. problem. And that's the yin and the yang. Everybody's gotta be safe. But timely, right? So, but safety is always going to be paramount, of course, in that situation. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that too, with the influx of uh, so many other airports as we see cancellations and all that. I was wondering, was that an issue for you guys down there in the, at the airport here? It's, I think, probably a countrywide thing. Right. Um, most of the stuff comes out in and out on time. Um, right. But again, if it starts somewhere, it could easily cascade into our region and our airport. 
Let's talk a little more about those TSA dogs, because one of the things I, uh, when I became sheriff, you know, the dogs are owned by the TSA, a federal government, right? And uh, they're paid for and trained, and and uh, we often get requests, and I thought it was really exciting. I thought I was doing something unique, but it, it, it's, you know, we sent a, a dog to the Super Bowl a couple times that down there cool. to provide security and help with uh, with uh, security of those venues and, and some other really cool places. That's a great experience for our deputies to be able to put them on an airplane, all expenses paid, uh, <laughs> no cost to the taxpayer. But uh, given that experience, not only working at a Super Bowl and working with other police officers and other canine where you're going to learn and absorb from them, but also just to uh, represent and fly a flag down at these events. You know, Monroe County Sheriff's Office, I'm sure if someone coming by from New York has got to be excited to see a deputy down there working uh, security. Yep, the dogs are federal, so they can get deployed anywhere in the country uh, to help out with any kind of event. Although they're home based here, and, mm -hmm. and our our deputies are the handlers, so if they get deployed, they get deployed with our with our deputies. What other events that have gone to? I know I've done this. I've, I've signed an order a couple times for Super Bowls. You know, if they've done any other, uh, I believe they've done prior to me being there, um, some functions in Washington D.C. Yeah, inaugurals or something like yeah. that. I think we went to. Yeah, so. What a great experience for a Monroe County Sheriff's deputy. Oh yeah, you know, head on down and help out with the Super Bowl. Yeah, I actually uh, seen that on the news. That was uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to watch that everybody. unit getting rec recognition as well. And that's where you learn the most. You go down and you hang out with other canine officers, or you're a bomb technician, or any any function that you do, uh, in any job. Just you know, seeing other people in other parts of the country, how they do it, picking their brain, beneficial for all of us. Yeah. yeah. Also, with the extra as well. Uh, you also uh, you are also a uh, an assistant coordinator for the crisis intervention team. Yep. So I, uh, been doing that for, I started back when it was EDPRT. Uh, While you're dating yourself team. there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I started as a, as a deputy. I went that school. Yeah. And then it's a um, response team right. program has, has grown a lot and it's even become like a, an integrated response with now our fit team and our crisis intervention team folks are specially trained to respond to, to people that are having a, a mental health crisis and they work closely with our forensic intervention team who are licensed clinical social workers who are a fantastic team that now co-respond and uh, get sent out on calls with the deputies so it's morphed into something that's really cool really enjoy it um, I don't have all the responsibility of having to run it but yeah. I do get to be participate in a lot of the things um, that we do, and I, I'm actually really proud of the program. So yeah, you should be proud of it. It's, it's cutting edge stuff. EDPRT was cutting edge, right? The whole concept and yeah, I mean back yeah, Doctor Cedric Alexander, and back in those days, just coming up with the concept. We knew for years in law enforcement we shouldn't be responding to all these calls, and if we need to respond to them, we should be better trained. And but yet we sh we need some backup at these calls, and that's uh you know that's where fit came about, right? Let's let's get. Our, our, our social workers, if you will, or, or clinical folks embedded with us sometimes and on the same call at the same time and see who you know can work this process the best. And I know the deputies and the folks that we're responding to, them and their families. Appreciate um, it. Yeah, it's just a, it's a great resource. I can't say enough good things about it. And I've seen so many success stories that you'd have to do a whole other podcast on it. Yeah. Well, we had Defined Lieutenant on here talking about CIT, the crisis intervention team. How many deputies do you think are trained right now in CIT? Uh, we keep keep pushing through the school, right. so I, I don't have an exact number. <laughs> Let's go right. back to my roster because we just keep adding and adding That's and great. adding. So hopefully at some point, I mean. And it's 40 hours one week, or is it the uh, yep, – they were talking about increasing the, the program. I know that. It's 40 hours right now, and then, I, yeah, if they – 
So that's 40 hours of additional training these these deputies and volunteer deputies. That's one of the good parts about it is they're volunteering because they're interested in helping out in these environments. Yep, they're asking to go through the course. So they're already interested in it, and then they go through the course, and they get um, additional training and and response and uh, some of the follow-up and everything, some of the resources available to folks out there. Right. I'll read the nightly report, you know, come in in the morning, read a nightly report. And we, I'll just pick up on the fact that we've been to the same location three times in the last, you know, whatever time frame. Right. So one of the natural questions I, I call the chief deputy, I ask simple questions to him all the time, but repetitively and, you know, CIT, you know, is CIT doing a follow up here before we have to go back and anything bad happens? And it may, uh, but is CIT involved? That's all I need to know. If CIT guys are involved, I know they're getting that extra care, that extra step, that follow through that they're, you know, we're looking to do. Yep. And they all volunteer to to do that job. Right. So they're, they know that expectation. They want that expectation um, to be a part of their uh, their response. Tis, CID deputies in the, the court security bureau? Yeah. Are yeah. there? We do have some. That's yes. awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's quite, a, quite a few, I think, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know the number wise, but we we do have quite a few. Oh, that's great. It's good. Great training, that's for sure. Yeah. So how long have you been at the airport? Since September. So yeah. Is it a three year or five year? Three year assignment for me. Three year assignment? Yeah. That's good. And that's a natural rotation for people that don't know uh these specialized assignments and oh, then yeah. back to midnights, rope patrol. Probably I'm gonna try to time <laughs> it so I'm not back in midnights. Maybe I'll slide it to slide it to a, <laughs> slide a day spot. Yeah. Yeah, your bride would your bride would appreciate that, I'm sure. Yeah. Chase would appreciate that. Chase too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I worked midnights for years because it was better for the family. Then you realize you're a zombie a lot of times. So oh, I'm my home. God. I'm just no no good to anybody. That's why I call it. Like I said, the family, much kudos to them. Like you said, they they pick up the the other pieces of it. You know, I mean, yeah. the times where you can't be here, times you can't be there, or like like you just said, you're like a walking zombie. You know. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, much credit goes to you guys. And with with you, now, now you being in that position as sergeant, what what are some of the things that you've been in there for nine months that you have taken away, you know, from that position so far? Well, I, so I got promoted in 2017. Uh, so I was on the road for four years. Mm-hmm. So I got to work B zone, A zone, and then came to the security unit at the airport. Uh, I love being a first line supervisor. Um, it's the best job I've ever had. Um, I, <laughs> I just, <laughs> you get to still be involved, right. um, but also you get to be the boss, if I can put it just bluntly. Right, but, right, right. Uh, you still get to go out on calls. You still get to see what's happening. You still get to, but you also get to make um, more weighted decisions too. So there's a lot more responsibility that, that comes yeah. with it, but honestly, I enjoy it. Well, there's a lot more responsibility, but. I say this all the time, and I'll say it very proudly here that, and very profoundly, you have more influence than I have. I, I truly believe that. That's not cliche, but those chevrons are, are probably the most important part in a, a paramilitary or military organization, uh, as you know it, being a being a soldier. You know, it, that's where the influence occurs. I can set policy. I can do budgets. I can say, you know, new general orders and, and all that. But at the end of the day, you know, it's sergeant's business that takes care of ninety percent of what we do, and that's and and the majority of that is taking care of the troops, right? Taking care of those guys and gals and seeing what they need. Help. Absolutely, you know. So yep, you're constantly assessing um, where they're at. Do they have what they need? Mm-hmm. Uh, how can we get what they need? Right, <laughs> they right. Have it, and yep. then um, just checking in. Yeah, checking in. That's that's so key. And you know, and once in a while, it's a uh, I say a 
you know, a foot in the butt, you know, <laughs> once in a while. I mean, because we're human, right? And right, there's humans right. in every organization, and sometimes people stray. And, and often I'll say, that's sergeant's business. I don't, I, don't, I don't need to deal with it. Some sergeant could probably put this guy in a headlock, give him a knuckle, you know, <laughs> and, and move on. And don't do exactly that. But uh, right, the point right. is, sergeant's business is, hey, don't, you know, look at an employee in the face once in a while and go, don't do that again. Right, you right. And that's you also, all it takes. You get to build uh, relationships yeah. with the deputies. So you you get to know them. You get Who's to know, who know them. Yeah. Yeah. We up here in the sixth floor of this building, no one knows what that means, but you know, in the head of any organization, they can't possibly know what's going on and what your troops need, right? How their family's doing, if they got a sick wife or a sick husband or their kids are having difficulties somewhere or they got to go, you know, that's all your business. And so I, I put a lot more pressure on you that, you know, you are the most influential part of an organization, especially this one. And, we can't underestimate those chevrons and those lieutenant positions. So so powerful, yeah, really, definitely, really. So Sarge, we wrap up on the uh, the podcast on no Miranda zone. Believe it or not, it's been twenty eight and thirty three seconds. Look at that! I like that big clock over. Um, <laughs> and uh, so uh, no Miranda means you don't have a right to remain silent. You got to answer our questions, right? So I'll try. Is this I'll rapid try. Fire it's rapid like, fire. Okay. You ready? <laughs> so uh, being a soldier, being over in Iraq, favorite MRE. What was your favorite meal ready to eat? Oh, not oh, a yeah. I guess. I did like the pound cake. The, dessert, oh, yeah, the right. lemon pound cake. Yeah. The lemon pound During cake. The poppy seed, I think, came in there once. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. You're making me hungry. <laughs> Probably a thousand calories <laughs> per brick. But, That's right. Hey, when you're deployed, <laughs> you didn't have to try to ago. heat it up or right. anything like it that. It was simplistic. Just eat it right out of the bag. Yeah, the pound cake. I forgot about that until you mentioned it. It's good Wait stuff. Wait a minute. What is this pound cake? It's not oh, that ready made stuff, is it? I've been out for a long time, so maybe they've gotten better. Yeah. They could have. Oh, my God. It could be freeze-dried sugar oh. <laughs> <laughs> a little color occasionally you get the uh the candies oh yeah well you can trade like those off. off lifesavers <laughs> you, can, you can make money off those things yeah you trade <laughs> you trade right stuff. absolutely how about this favorite fast food restaurant Uh-oh. that's to keep you in the theme of food ah you're two in a row does chipotle count <laughs> hey, Chipotle. I don't know if it's insulting or what, is it? <laughs> Chipotle's like, hey, time out. Yeah, I, I would call it a fast food. Yeah. They make those bowls fast. Yeah, they do. Mateo's young. He's shaking his head yes. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he knows. It. Bucket list. You're going to go somewhere with your family on vacation. Where's it going? Where do you got to be? Where do you want to do? Oh, man. Uh, I would love to go out west. I'd love to, I don't know, probably see... Maybe camping in like Colorado or something. Yeah. yeah. Those Rocky Mountains are incredible. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Who is your first favorite athlete? Jim Kelly. Wow. Jim Kelly. Oh. Uh, Ty. Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot your Bills fan. The two. Yeah. No, okay. We'll work on it. <laughs> What's it? Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim Kelly. That's awesome. So when we leave, you got to come down to my office. On my desk is a picture of Jim Kelly. And uh, a bunch of Lake Section 4th Platoon guys at their big bar fight in Charlotte years ago. And Jim was in the bar. He wasn't part of the fight, but he was in the bar. But he was waiting for us to take care of the fight. <clears throat> he comes out. And, of course, he's got to yell at us at, you know, at, oh, dark 30 in the morning about how he would have took care of it a lot faster. You guys take way too long. He's supposed oh, to my gosh. So, so we got a good picture of Jim yelling at us about how we can do our job better. <laughs> Jim, Jim's got a great attitude. He's great. And he's given so much back to the community with, with yeah, the things he's been through. But, um and there's good Steelers, also we can oh, name yeah. a few. There's tons of them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. sure. The show's not it's not long enough for me to go through it. So. <laughs> it's called Steeler Nation Live. It was, it was a nugget plug for Tiz's show, but uh, Sarge, thanks for joining us. So great having you here, Thank and you for uh, thanks me. for what you guys are doing at the airport it. to keep our, uh, our our commuters safe. 
and uh, taking care of the troops out there. We really appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. The next week, folks, have a great and safe week. Be good. Thank you for listening to this episode of MCSO Behind the Badge. In between episodes, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Monroe Sheriff NY. Until next week, be safe.